0: Hey there, Lisa Schwartz here. Welcome to my podcast, Teach and Talk with Lisa, where we are unpacking biblical principles with everyday words and applying them to our everyday lives. In this series, I am teaching and talking about the difference between the glory of God and the anointing of God. Over the next couple of episodes, we will be unpacking each of them and discussing their application to our everyday lives. Let's get to it. I want to expand on episode one. Because I feel as though maybe some people walked away going, I still don't understand and I still am not comprehending or grasping what is the glory. And let me say this, that is part of the point. The glory cannot necessarily be completely explained or completely grasped because what we're trying to do is we're trying to put in natural terms, something that is supernatural. So if you remember that Jesus continuously said the kingdom of heaven is like this and he would try and take a supernatural concept and he would try to explain it in earthly or natural terms for us to try and have an understanding. But the reality is none of us can completely grasp the fullness of the kingdom, nor can we completely grasp the fullness of what God's glory is or what it looks like. Um, because it is, it is supernatural. Um, I believe that's what God uh, was saying to Moses when he said, if you were to see my glory in its fullness, you wouldn't be able to handle it. You're going to just catch a glimpse of my backside because if you were to see the fullness of my glory, it would literally kill you um, because it would be so overwhelming to your natural being because it is so outside of us. It transcends us. In Hebrews 1 3, Um, The word says the sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, meaning it is more than just the attributes of God. So the radiance of God's glory is literally the presence of God in his fullness. It's the brilliance of his presence because God is spirit. Um, So it's difficult to describe him. Um, So I'm just kind of keep going back and back to you to to really encourage you that if you're walking away from these going I still don't have a total understanding of what the glory is that is okay because it is something supernatural so we're trying to describe that it's like this it's like that Um, but I believe this is one of the reasons why the presence of Jesus was so important because the presence of Jesus is how God funneled his glory into a human form so that we could somehow grasp what God's person, what his attributes, what his likeness would, was like and is like. And so that's why the presence of Jesus was so important. So it's not necessarily something in general that can be seen unless it is housed in a person Like Jesus and more importantly like you and I. We are to be the representation just like Jesus was the representation of God here on earth. The Holy Spirit deposited through, deposited through the Holy Spirit the exact representation of God into us and now we get to be that manifest display of the glory of the Lord. Otherwise, the glory is just something that is spirit. It's just this radiance, this brilliance, this transcendence that encompasses or houses the character or the nature of God. So again, I'm saying all of these things, and some of you are probably like, "Wait, what?" Um, and so I want you to understand in a nutshell, and, and this is this is how God has explained it to me. His glory is His very person. It is His nature. It is the the who He is, okay, and that glory now lives and breathes and dwells in you and I. And so we talked about uh, we we've talked about why is this important to you and I? Why is it important that we understand the glory of the Lord? So when I say you know the glory, but you feel the anointing, I said that in episode one. So we're talking about the difference between the glory and the anointing, but just really trying to grasp as much as we can what is the glory um, when we say the glory of the lord is his person it's something that we get to know uh, that's why in episode one we talked about show me your glory and god said i can't show you my glory or it would kill you but i'm going to tell you who i am I'm going to tell you the attributes of my glory my very person i am this i am that uh, when Moses says, who should I say sent me? He said, tell them the great I am sent you. Now I read that story and I'm like, I feel like you've left something out, God. I am what? I'm waiting for him to fill in that blank. And that's that's a perfect example of what I'm saying. It's like We're saying, what is the glory? And he's saying, it's the I am. It's I am. And we're like, you are what? And it's in some regard cannot be grasped. Um, in the fullness of human words. So let it be said um, that t- to kind of t- kind of get start connecting with an understanding of what His glory is, let it be said that it is His character, His nature, the attributes of God poured out into you and I through the Holy Spirit. So this is what made the person of Jesus so powerful and so effective. He was the public display of God's attributes who God is, um, and then he flowed under the anointing or the unction of the Holy Spirit, and those were the works of God, okay, that everybody could see and everybody could feel. Were it not for Jesus, we wouldn't necessarily be able to see uh, the, the display of God's glory in human form. Now, we can see evidence of God's glory in creation, So one of the ways that I feel like the Lord has kind of helped me understand what is the glory is comparing it to the wind. Now, we know that Jesus does this uh, in John chapter three. He says the wind blows thereof and you can hear the sound of it, but you don't know where it comes from and you don't know where it's going. In some regard, the glory of the Lord is like that. We can't necessarily see or grasp the glory of the Lord, but we see evidence of the glory, um, as the glory manifests in creation and as it manifests in people. Um, and, and so we see, we hear evidence of it. We feel evidence of it. A lot of times when the glory begins to manifest and move, then it shifts into what we would call the anointing, but the anointing comes from the glory. So again, going back to episode one, the glory is like the parent. The anointing is like the child. And a lot of us chase after the anointing. We hear a lot about the anointing. Um, again, I got some comments from people, um, some questions that are like, okay, I hear a lot about the anointing, but I don't understand the glory. And so it's interesting to me that we somehow put the cart before the horse by always teaching on the anointing and not recognizing that the anointing should be birthed out of the presence of God. The movement of the wind comes from the wind itself. Can we actually see the wind? Can we grasp the wind? No, we just know the wind. We know the attributes of wind. We've studied the wind, but what we feel and what we see evidence of is the actual blowing and the sound, the anointing of the wind. So that's one of the best ways I can kind of describe uh, if I could and say the glory is like and the anointing is like. All right, so how is the understanding of the glory of the Lord relevant to you and I? What can the glory, what should the glory do for me? Um, Why is it important as a believer that you and I understand the glory? And more importantly, why should we live in the glory? What is at stake when we don't understand the fullness of the glory of the Lord? And again, I'm not saying being able to describe it, because remember, we can't, We kind of describe what the wind is like and how the wind affects things around it. But we're trying to grab onto the attributes of God, like we're trying to study the the attributes of wind. Why is that important? What is at stake? The fullness of your potential is what is at stake. When I talk a lot about your God design, who you are designed to be, your God possibilities, your God potential... Um, Again, read my book, Enforcing You. It's all about saying, I know that I'm created in the exact representation of God, but I don't know exactly what that looks like. More importantly, I don't know how to get there. So the glory of the Lord is your potential. It is my potential. It is the understanding of the attributes And the character of God. So when we take a look at like the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control, all of those things are the attributes of God. And it is the fruit of his spirit in you. So what we're learning in that is not just the attributes of God. We're now learning the attributes in you and I. So the glory of the Lord, understanding the character The nature, the person of God is so relevant because it is what we are designed to look like. It is who we are designed to look like. Romans 3.23 says, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, the features of God, the likeness of God, his blueprints in us. That is our original design. But the fall of man left us short of that original design. And the blood of Jesus Christ through salvation and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in you restores that original design so that you are no longer short of the glory of God. So this is so important because your life has so much potential, your love ability, your grace ability, your joy ability, your self-control ability. All of these things, these attributes of God, your faithfulness ability, your patient ability, are all the your a potential. Those are all the likeness of God inside of you. That is your potential. That is your possibility. So I, I really want you to understand this um, because we are to be. Uh, make the glory of the Lord visible here on earth. The exact representation, just like Jesus was, we are to be the exact representation. Our lives should reflect, be the reflection of God. That was his original intent, is that we would manifest the glory of the Lord here on earth. I like to tell people all the time that you and I are the intersection where heaven and earth collide and we are the portal to which uh, the kingdom display is made evidenced here on earth. That is the glory of the Lord living and breathing and dwelling within you. So we are the greatest display of God's work here on earth. The Bible says in Matthew five fifteen and 16, neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. Listen to this. In the same way, let your light shine before others. Now we're talking about that radiance of God, the fullness of who He is living in and in, inside of you, that they may they meaning people around you may see what you do. Okay, so what you do, your actions, your works is the the ways of God flowing out of you. That's the anointing of God. That they may see your good works. And glorify your Father in heaven. So uh, we are to be the exact representation of God here, an illumination, the radiance of God, uh, evidence through the display of our works, so that people go, "Oh my gosh, that must be God," and they must and they reflect back to God. All right. So I want people to see God through my life. I don't want them to see Lisa Schwartz. I don't want them to see something that is attainable in the natural. I want them to be like, oh my gosh, that is God working in her life and through her life. And I want them to glorify God to see the evidence that there is a supernatural work and a supernatural person living and breathing and flowing and working through me. Okay, so why, um, again, why is this relevant? Because enforcing who you are, hinges on understanding who God is. So when I asked that question, what is at stake? Your full potential is at stake because you will find, you will discover your full, po- full potential in the glory of God. Now, I want to tell you about when a couple of months ago, actually probably about a half a year ago now, I went to Alaska and I was, gonna, I was finishing up my uh, fifth book at the time, Enforcing Purpose, And I really was just looking forward to having uh, just a a supernatural encounter with God. And I wanted to sit in his presence. And what I was wanting was I was wanting to feel um, an encounter or the anointing moving in my hotel room, whatever it was. Um, And after about day four or five, when I was just really sitting, um, saturating myself in the presence of God, now, I'm spending a lot of times in praise and worship, praying, reading the word, studying the word, and I didn't have this like burning bush experience, and I I felt disappointed. I felt like oh, I didn't really have this huge, overwhelming encounter with God. But what God did for me that week was He began to ask me very distinct questions about who I have become. He started talking about ways that I would have behaved or thought. Things I would have done 20 years ago versus 10 years ago versus now. And he, and I began to see just a supernatural transformation in the way that I think in things in my heart, more than just behaviors. And God was revealing to me that I was coming more and more into his glory, that I was beginning to come more into his character and I was becoming coming more into his nature and as I was sitting there and I became more knowledgeable of God's presence, not just with me and around me, but his presence within me, I was moved. I was moved by the glory and the presence and the knowledge of God. And I was also impressed at how important it was to understand not just the anointing of God, but the glory. The understanding of not just flowing in the ways of God, but your character being grounded and founded in the nature of God. And I, I really felt like the Lord was saying he was pleased with me in how he had, how, how I, had, how, how I had allowed him to really mold my character over the years and how I really was becoming more pleased with who I was. Learning to love my design, really uh, grabbing an understanding of who He has designed me to be, and loving who I was becoming. This is huge. This was a huge thing for me, y'all, and this is huge for you. Learning to love your design, who you are becoming, because you see evidence of the person of God living in you. This is the glory of the Lord. Okay, so we usually hear again about the anointing. Remember, the anointing is what you feel, but the glory is what you know. On a relevant level, the glory is who you are to become. You are to become the manifestation, the representation of God here on earth. His glory housed within you. Uh, that's why we are the tabernacle of the Holy Spirit, that the glory of the Lord resides within us and his glory, like the wind, is what causes the movement of the wind. His glory, then out of his glory, his anointing begins to move in our lives. And a lot of times, again, that's what we see, that's what we feel. And so we give the anointing all of the attention but it is the glory that births the anointing. Um, I've had so many people ask me, like, teach me to do what you do. Teach me how to minister healing. Teach me how to. And, and y'all, the, the anointing really can't be taught. What we need to learn is the character and the attribute of God. Allow the Lord to shift you into the person of God and the anointing will begin to flow out of your life. Okay, so this uh, concludes episode two. I, I know we're, we're talking about supernatural, big, like, concepts here. Um, and so I know that's difficult. Um, go back if you want to and uh, watch. Uh, I'm going to put the link here, the greater works of the Holy Spirit, and that will kind of help you to learn a little bit more about the anointing. But in the next episode, we are going to talk more specifically about what is the anointing and what does it look like. Um, but for now, I want you to really focus on the character, the attributes, the nature of God and coming more into just who he is. That means who you are behind closed doors, not necessarily what people see, but rather just who you are becoming. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You can also find me on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Or you can check out my other podcast show, Enforcing Purpose with Lisa Schwartz. For general information or resources, head to my website at www.lisa-schwartz.com. Thanks for listening.